Well, hello, everyone. I want to make you a special greeting because uh, we're all over the place now, which is a good thing. Uh, so the fellas at RCMU, we're so glad that you're here. We are loving it that we're all over. And to the folks at East, hello. We hope that uh, the building is, is great. And, and for us at West, all over the place. I, in, fact, in fact, if you don't know this, even people online, like in their PJs, which is weird and don't think about it too far. But, but we're all engaged in this conversation about cliches, things that you and I say. So let's just jump right into this. If you're brand new or not, you'll, you'll get this. Here's, here's a cliche that we, we, I think all of us have said at least some point, don't judge me. Or maybe you reworded it and like, only God can judge me. It, it's where you and I have maybe done something uh, embarrassing or, or, or stupid or you just felt guilty. And, and so the only way to walk out or back away from it was to say, don't judge me. I mean, it could have been something that you ate and, and you're like, just shamelessness. And you're like, I shouldn't have, just don't judge me. Uh, so I went to a place that is so full of truth and, and positivity and, and just wonderful things. It's called the internet. <laughs> so I asked the question on, online and I asked, like, do, do, do any of you have any, like, don't judge me moments? I mean, this past week, I woke up one morning and I was like, I'm going to need an extra shot of espresso. So I was like, don't judge me. Here's some of that. that this is public. I'm not outing anybody for those of you like, oh my. Like, here's some of them. I hide sour gummy worms from my kids so I can have them all to myself. Don't judge me. Now, some of you think that, that was me. It wasn't. Okay, here's another. Uh, I love reality TV shows. Don't judge me. I don't know why you do. But you, uh, I, I ordered my food last at a restaurant, so I don't order the same thing as someone else. Don't judge me. You, everyone has one of those weird friends, right? They just have to be unique and weird. Uh, last one, I thought we'd all appreciate this. Well, maybe most of us would. I eat Nutella right out of the jar. Don't judge me. <laughs> Some of you are like, that's so disgusting. Some of you are like, oh, I do that too. I just gave permission to people, and I don't know. No. There's things that we do and that we say or that we don't do or we don't say, and we often kind of bring at the end of that just for a safety net. Don't judge me. Now, now that's on the flip side. It's because, you know, there's some judgment that's going around all the time. All of us have experienced it, whether it's directed to you or someone else, that's not deserving. And, and you stood up or wanted to stand up for someone saying, hey, quit judging them. Quit, you know, get off their case. And there's a positive sense to it. Now, now, if you're not familiar with this, some of you are, you're like, wait a minute, I think this is in the Bible. Like, this is really, like, in the Bible, in the Bible. And in fact, it is. Matthew 7, 1 tells us straight up, do not judge, or you too will be judged. You're like, boom, it's there. And you think, okay, and, and if you don't know about this, Jesus said this. And, and so many of us have declared this. In fact, I've got friends who have never read the Bible who know this verse. They've memorized it. They don't even know they memorized it. And someone was like, oh, that's where it is. Yeah, do not judge or you too will be judged. Jesus said it. And, and so some of you are like, well, then walk off the stage. Sermon's over. All right, we can, we can be careful and watch out, but do not judge. Jesus said, don't judge. So drop it. Some of you will use this this week probably. <laughs> like, hey, the pastor told us something. But, but be careful. I tell you to be careful with these words of Jesus because they're not all of his words. Just just like if you had said something, let's say a paragraph or had a whole conversation. What you don't want is someone else taking just one sliver, just one sentence out of your whole conversation and saying, guess what they said? 
You, you want the whole context, right? That's what a lot of us even say. Like, here's the whole context. Here's the whole thing going on. And Jesus did, in fact, say, do not judge. But he kept talking. Now, I know a lot of us are like, well, I don't want to hear anything else than what he said. Because I like that part. No, no. He kept talking. And I want to give you the context. Here we go. This is the whole thing. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You're like, oh no. Well, he kept talking too. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Some of you are like, yeah, I want to know why. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own stinking eye? I added that. Don't worry about it. So, you hypocrite. I mean, it's like, okay, Jesus. I mean, that's strong. You hypocrite. First, oh, wait a minute. I don't want you to miss something here. He just said first. If you skipped English class the day that they taught us, when you say first, that means there's a second. When you say first of all, that means that there's something else coming. So, so pay attention. So when Jesus says first, you need to know that he's not going to end at that last statement. When he says first, there's a second, there's more. So first, take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove. See, if you've been tracking, you now have understood the whole context that Jesus said. You can clearly remove the speck from your brother's eye. So if you're not boiling this and piecing this together very well, Jesus starts off saying, hey, don't judge people. And in fact, the way that you judge other people, that's going to be how you're judged. But he was not trying to communicate, because you've got to listen to the whole conversation, that you can never offer any kind of judgment ever. Here's what he was saying. Here's a way to boil it down. Jesus said, do not judge improperly. He was saying that way, the way you judge, the way you bring up truth, make sure that it's done in a proper way. Make sure that you do it, in other words, the right way. If you kept on reading, which we're not going to now, but keep on reading, you'll hear more from Jesus saying that you and I will be able to understand where someone else is at by the fruit in their life. In other words, their actions will communicate something to you. That's a bit of an assessment. We're still in the world of do not judge, but make sure that you judge properly. Make sure that you are fair. See, in fact, now we're in a cultural conversation. Because someone will be like, so, so we can judge a little bit? David, 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 welcome to 2016. <laughs> see, see, David, you have not heard about, you do not know about the the tolerance conversation. See, some of us have heard that. We've talked about They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. So, so I can judge people? I'm supposed to judge people? But that doesn't seem very, uh, well, tolerant. And so that gets said. Watch any news story. Watch any uh, conversation on TV. Frankly, some of the conversations we are all having at work and at school and with our friends. Listen, there's that tolerant conversation going, if you if you judge someone else, if you assess their life, if you assess their behavior, then, then you're not tolerant. Well, here's the deal. Here's the, the word tolerance is not bad. We just have misused it. And so let, let me show you something. And this is, this is the definition. I want to bring you back to a, a better understanding of the word tolerance. By definition, tolerance means extending someone the right to be wrong. Uh, the, the right to be wrong. Some of you, we, we grew up where we, we could say this. We can't say this anymore or, or we get in trouble. When you can agree to disagree. 
See, nowadays, if you disagree, you're not tolerant. You're judgmental, hypocritical, mean person. In fact, the new definition, which is not the right definition, is now tolerance means everyone is right, which that will lead us to a bad place. So this idea, you can't judge me, or God is the only one that can judge me, what that will do, and listen, that will rob you of having necessary truth in your life. If no one can speak into your life, then you're going to miss out. I know it seems like, well, wait a minute. No, 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 you're, you're going to miss out. But you see, the reason you and I don't like the conversation, the reason you and I are talking about do not judge, it's because people have judged us in a judgmental way. Or you've had friends, maybe, maybe it's you personally or someone around you, they have flat out been wrongly judged, it's been judgmental. A person was not making the judgment call that was right, they were judgmental. And there's a difference. In fact, there is a huge difference, huge difference between making a judgment call and being judgmental. A judgment call saying, this is right. Judgmental is assessing the value of the person. You and I make judgment calls every day, like all, all the time. So at, at shallow levels, let, let me explain some of this. Here's, here's a judgment call that some of us have made regarding what you watch on TV. Uh, some of you have Amazon, some of you have Hulu, and some of you have Netflix. Now, now some of you are like, no, I got all of them, David. I have all of them. And you've got more than this, and you binge watch like crazy, and no one you think knows, but we know. And, and you, like, you've made assessments. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. I have totally lost you. Like, I don't, I've never heard of such things. You go home, you, your kids are in bed, and you all of a sudden decide, I need to just unwind. Let's watch the whole season. In fact, let's watch multiple seasons. And you've made a judgment call. You've decided what you like. Some of you are like, no, we don't have cable in our home. It's the devil. We hate it. And that's a judgment call. You've decided you don't like that. Now, maybe the TV thing is not your thing, uh, but maybe you've made this judgment call, cat or dog. <laughs> if you don't understand what kind of judgment call this is, evil or good. <laughs> See, some of you are still not tracking. Let me help you. You can go home after a day, and you can either have someone who's mad that you were gone or happy that you're home. <laughs> one makes sense to me, the other one doesn't. Makes no logical sense. And when you get saved, you move over to dogs. Those of you who know cat people know that my life is now in danger. <laughs> but here's the deal. Whether you like cats or dogs or somebody like, there are no pets anywhere near our house. We do not do that. And you made a judgment call. You decided what you think is right for you and, and what you think is wrong. And you've made that call. Now, maybe this still isn't personal enough. Let's go a little bit uh, to now and the presidential race. Shoot. <laughs> you... <laughs> You want to divide a room and just bring the opinions to the front? See, see I love it because this, this does show some of our true colors. But, but frankly, there's, there's those of us who have enough conversations. We're trying to decide who we're going to vote for. And frankly, some of you have made the judgment call. You're not going to vote at all. And I would tell you, you should reconsider. 
But, but I'm going to tell you this, that's a judgment call I've made, and you make a judgment call, who you're going to vote for or who you're not going to vote for and things like that. Those are judgment calls. Those are, those are things what you've concluded is right or wrong. The problem is, is when you begin to become a ju judgmental person, when, when what's in your life is assessing the value of people and things, is when you cross the path and you've sat now in a world where it's all about you being right. That's dangerous. That's extremely dangerous. And, and frankly, what's sad, that's what the church is notoriously known for is leading with, we're right. And, and we just stand, that's it, that's the end of the conversation. We just say, this is true and, and deal with it. Or sometimes even worse words are connected to that. This is true and you're horrible, you're evil. That's dangerous. In fact, I wanna talk to you about Jesus and what Jesus did. If you go to John 1.17, we learn what Jesus brought to this whole conversation. For the law was given through Moses, it's law, it's truth. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, don't miss this. Don't, don't, don't think, okay, that's insignificant. No, this is hugely significant. How you and I live life, we need to bring grace and truth to our relationships, to our conversations. The problem is, is we are notoriously known for only bringing truth. If you're a Christian, if you go to church, and, or, or maybe you're not even in that, but, but many of you know is you're the person that tells the truth. In fact, some of us wear that as a badge of honor. You know, I just tell the truth. You know, I just tell it how it is. And people are going, yeah, and you're a jerk. <laughs> you see, to be judgmental is to give truth with no grace. If you want to know what judgmental looks like and feels like, it's when someone just says, here's how it is. Deal with it. No grace being offered. It's just true. They might be right. They probably are right and often. And, and, but, but that's all they give you is, here, here's how you're wrong. Here's how I'm right. Here's what's truth. The danger is that you become judgmental and you shut everybody down. That's why there are people who have declared they will never go to a church because it's full of these kind of people. We got to change that. What I would tell you is grace must accompany truth. In fact, I might even say it a different way. Grace should go in first and hold the door open. Grace should say, I'm here first. Let me talk a little bit. Let me make sure that you understand the heart of what's going on. And now we can get to truth. See, when someone delivers truth to you and I, you and I are desperate for that moment where we can trust them. We know that they love us. We know that they value us no matter what plays out. Grace must accompany truth. I want to tell you a story. I think it's a very profound story, and it's of Jesus. So let me just start reading it to you. John 8 opens up. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts. Talking about Jesus. Where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Now I want to point something out. Where's the dude? I just heard an amen and I expected that. <laughs> see, see what I'm telling you, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. If you're, well, I'm sorry if your kids are in here, but caught in the act, I will not go a lot further with this. But that means they know where the guy is, okay? They know what's going on. What's fascinating is, and horribly sad, 
is that they decided to be selective. They decided to be selective, so they grab the woman, and they take her, and they throw her in front of Jesus. Let me point something out. Oftentimes, when we're judgmental, we have another motive behind us. You see, it's why some of us have had someone trip you at work. You've had someone do something to you or allow you to fall in a sense so that they could climb the ladder over you. Happens at school, happens at work, happens in family, happens with friends all the time. We kick people and we move forward. I will just tell you, for those of you who are judgmental, perhaps your motivation is what is robbing you of a full life where you're trying to get yours, you're trying to get what you think that you deserve. If all of life is about what you think you deserve, you are risking being a judgmental person. So the dude doesn't get brought, but the story keeps going. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. I mean, that's, that's intense. Now, now, what do you say? They're talking to Jesus like, okay, your turn now. The law tells us to kill this woman with rocks. They were using this question as a trap. Like I told you, the motivation was wrong. In order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. I love this part. See, all of us have friends and family that have opinions. And boy, would we like them to stop speaking them all the time. Look what Jesus did. See, sometimes when you've got someone in your life, and they're just trashing something. And we've all got that. Saying, can you believe this? Can you believe they said this? Can you believe they did this? I can't believe this is happening. And, and oh my goodness, I can't believe this. Do what Jesus did at first. At first, this is your first move. Ignore them. That's what Jesus just did. If you didn't miss, I mean, just don't, just press in for a moment. Thing. He's like, they talk to him. They look him in the face. And he's like, I'm going to play in the dirt for a little bit. <laughs> we have no idea what he wrote. Some people like to get all spiritual and be like, I bet it was all rich and awesome. He may have drawn pictures. You do not know. He may have just built a little castle. I don't know. No one knows. But what we do know is he didn't even acknowledge them. Some of you are feeding the judgmental people in your life by giving them an ear. By going, oh, yeah, that's horrible. I can't believe that either. You're too afraid to say, stop it. Too afraid to be like, I'm not going to listen to this and walk off. I love the Bible. It is so relevant. If you and I will stop for a moment and look at what it says. So Jesus ignores them at first. <laughs> Watch what he does now. When they kept on questioning them, because you got those people, they just keep at it. He straightened up and he said to them, let any one of you who is without sin... Be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. <laughs> he didn't say a lot. But he said enough, didn't he? I mean, I don't know if you can imagine the situation. Here's the situation. You've got a crowd of people. We don't know how many. We do know that they're leaders in the community. They are religious leaders. They are lawyers. And they've got rocks in their hand. And they are not holding them lightly. Or They already, they've got them grasped. They already with all velocity to throw this at a woman and to kill her for what she's done. They are mad. They are angry. 
They have a wrong motive. They're trying to trap Jesus, and at the cost of a woman, they are ready to just throw their souls out the window. They have grabbed a hold of these, and so Jesus says, all right, we'll do this. Whoever doesn't have sin in their life, you go ahead and throw the first stone. I think that's when uh, their grips loosened up a bit. See, when you and I are honest and we're being so judgmental, you and I have these conversations. You have them in the privacy of either your head or with just some people around that you like, but you have them and you talk about how bad this is or how you wouldn't do this. And you get aggressive and you grab a rock and you are ready. And then someone should point out, hey, you ever messed up? You ever done something you shouldn't have done? Maybe, maybe you should do something different here. See, Jesus has us challenged in this moment. See, if you've ever had someone lead with horrible truth and no grace, it puts you in a posture that is dangerous. Here's, here's the posture. I'll give you a story. Katie and I, I've told this story, I tell this to you probably once or twice a year, just so we all can understand we're on equal ground. Uh, Katie and I, we did not stay in line with what God said to do as you're dating someone and preparing for marriage. And so before we were married, Katie and I learned that we were expecting our first child. Outside of God's design, we were not following his way. I was a, a pastor at the time. I had to resign, and there was a mess. That mess led to some tough moments. Now, Katie and I, we were in love. We decided we're going to get married. I even proposed to her in my car. It's a whole other story. It was not glorious. <laughs> but like we should have and we knew and we even required at this church, we went to premarital counseling. We wanted to make sure that we went into this marriage understanding some things that we needed to understand. And so we went to the church that I had been youth pastor at. We set up a meeting with one of the pastors and set up, this was a premarital counseling meeting. We showed up, we went into his office, we sat down, we had our booklet with him, we were ready to go through stuff. And he said, hey, I know this is supposed to be about premarital counseling, but I wanted to change the subject. We'll get to the premarital counseling next time. I just really wanted to gather you here, David and Katie, because I want to make sure that you know what you did was bad. Now, I had already lost my job over it. I had already lost friendships. I had lost influence. I had lost a lot. I had lost the trust of Katie for a while. It was bad. I didn't need anyone to make sure that I knew what I had done was wrong. And in fact, I'll never forget, I can picture that office right now. Katie's sitting next to me, and I watch her physically withdraw. I literally watched her kind of ball up, wanting to be out of that office as fast as possible. I took a different posture. I actually got very defensive. I was thinking things in my head that you should never say to anyone, but I got defensive. I was about to unleash on this guy words and phrases, and I was about to rip him all apart. You see, for those of you who are truth tellers with no grace, you need to understand that's what you're doing. You're not helping someone. You're either causing them to withdraw or come at you. We left ready to actually run away. 
We're like, well, we're going to do a we're going to elope, and we're going to get away, and we're going to leave this town. We're going to run away. I can't believe church people are like that. And that's from an ex-pastor saying, no, I can't believe this. So then I got a phone call from another guy in the church. Hey, can I stop by your house? I want to talk to you and Katie. <sighs> it's like, sure. And I got to tell you, my motivation was I needed someone to take my anger out on. So I was ready for him to come over, unleash on us. And then I was not going to hold back. He came to the house, knocked on the door. We let him in. We sat there in our living room. And I was ready. He said, hey, I want to, I just, I need, to, I need to tell you something. All right? Something you and Katie need to know. I was like, all right. I want you to know that I love you. I'm like, and? <laughs> like, I just want you to know I love you. And I'll walk with you through this. Well, that opened up a whole other conversation where I had an opportunity to tell him I was so sorry. Katie and I were able to say, hey, we're so sorry. We, we didn't think about breaking your trust in all of this. We're sorry for the mess that we've created. And, and, and just so you know, he spoke some truth. There was some truth in that meeting that, oh, that hurt. But it was preceded by grace. Jesus is in a real-life situation. This is not some made-up story. So he says, throw the first stone, you without sin. Here's how this plays out, John 8. At this, those who heard begin to go away one at a time. The older ones first, because <laughs> they're wiser. Until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up, asked her, woman, where, where are they? Has no one condemned you? There's even more. Let me show you. No one, sir. No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. I don't know if you can imagine the situation. You're going to have to give me some liberty. But I can picture this. You've got, you've got notorious leaders of the whole community, armed and ready, guns ready, the rocks ready to just kill this woman and to, to just make a moment. That's what they thought they were going to do. And they're ready. They're grasping hard. And then Jesus says, all right, the first one, without sin, you throw first. If you don't know the understanding of this, the original context tells us. It tells us that he's saying, you without sin, like right now, not like have you ever sinned ever in your life? And, and when you were a kid, you took a candy bar. No, I'm talking about like now, the stuff in your life now. You ready to out that right now? Those of you who don't have anything in your life now, throw the stone. And I can imagine, I wasn't there, obviously, we don't know this. This is not recorded in the Bible. But I think you would have heard silence except for. And there would have been, I don't know how many of them, probably dozens. You would have heard the sound of a rock dropping in the dirt. And I believe with all my heart, heaven rejoiced. Now, for those of you who are truth tellers, let me bring something very clearly into your eyesight. Jesus saw a woman who had an affair, who betrayed her husband. 
who broke his heart, broke the law, and rebelled against God. And the first thing he said to her was grace. For those of you who love to give people truth, stop giving it to them before you give them grace. Now, some of you are like, yeah, you stick it to them, David. <laughs> See, Jesus didn't stop. I know some of you think, okay, the sermon's almost over. I love this. This is good. Can't wait to share this. No, he didn't stop with that. Let me show you. John 8, 11. Go now and leave your life of sin. You see, he just cast judgment. He just judged her. If you didn't catch on to this, if, let me put the puzzle pieces together. He just said, your affair, what you did, it's sin. He called it what it was. This is beautiful. In this moment, Jesus, he didn't avoid the reality of sin. He didn't ignore it. He didn't just say, hey, it's no big deal. <laughs> he didn't just say, yeah, I've heard of this before. I know a lot of people have died. Yeah, no, no big deal. No big deal. Don't, don't worry about it. No, he's like, that was sin. And you need to stop it. See, there's these truth tellers that you and I, woo, we do not like them. But there's a whole other crew that all they do is give grace. They're like, let's hug. Let's hug this out. Let's just hug. Can we just hug? Those are jerks. We're going to, we're hippies. We're going to hug. It's just, can we just love each other? Now, here's the problem. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. If, if you only give grace to people, you are robbing them. You see, if you only give grace, you are teaching people there is no truth. It's whatever you want. In fact, I want to say it like this. Refusing to call sin, sin, robs people of the power of grace. So I know none of us, well, most of us, don't like just the truth people. Like, yeah, they're jerks. But let's not so quickly say everyone that just gives grace and doesn't speak truth is good because we're robbing. Come on, parents. Christians, listen up. Truth and grace. Truth and grace. And grace comes first. So let's walk this out. I don't know your opinion of God. I don't know where you are with God and Jesus and, 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 and tolerance and things like that. But I think we can agree on two steps. Two steps that, that we walk out of this place with. Two steps. Here's the first step. Drop your rock. It's time that, that we as a church, we as, we as a community are not notoriously known for the rocks in our hands. It's time to drop the rock. And then the second step, what do we do after you drop the rock? After, after you decide, okay, I'm not going to cast judgment right now. I've got to deal with my own mess. Drop your rock, deal with your mess. I'm not saying for you to neglect truth. I'm not telling you that truth doesn't matter. All truth is pivotal and critical in life. Truth is necessary. But frankly, too many of us are declaring truth on social media, and we're just blaring it like crazy and offering no grace. We think, although they know our hearts, no, they don't. They won't know your heart until you give them your heart. 
And that's why you hold the door open with grace saying, you know what, I'm going to speak some truth, but you need to know that I love you no matter what. I will walk with you no matter what. This does not change your value. And you show them and give them grace. See, the people who always give truth, no one wants to talk to them. No one wants to be around them. But not, I'm, don't raise your hands on this. But I guarantee you every one of us craves a person, craves them, someone who will give us both grace and truth. And so Jesus said, that's how I want you to live life. So he brought us grace and truth. And he says, go do that. So, so let me ask you some things. This is all locations. Everyone, wherever you're at, listen to this. Are you going to drop your rock? And are you going to deal with your mess? 